You're listening to Around the King's Table, a podcast of the Mount Church in Clemson, South Carolina, with Pastor George Marshall and Pastor Brian Mann. Pull up a chair and listen in as they seek to serve up biblical dialogue for building disciples of Jesus. Let me welcome everybody to episode 26 of Around the King's Table. I'm Brian. And I'm George. And uh, so far this year, uh, for the most part, uh, we've been giving our time to a series called Love in Hard Places. And we're going to come back to that. uh, And maybe even in taking this brief hiatus from it, we're not going so very far away from it. But we've just thought we needed to address the issue of tragedy Hmm. and how to attempt a response to it as a Christian. And uh, the reason it's come to our attention is itself tragic uh, from an array of mass shootings in our country to the report of various abuses within our denomination, uh, not to mention the lamentable events of the past few years, right? COVID and whatnot. Uh, It just seems like the right moment to try and give our folks some additional guidance on these things. So in this episode, uh, we're going to focus on when tragedy strikes without uh, in the world around us. And the next one, when tragedy strikes within And I'll just say uh, on the front end, our goal uh, is not really to politicize matters, however unavoidable that may be. Uh, Our goal is, as always, uh, to serve up biblical dialogue for building disciples of Jesus. And so here we go. Uh, George, over the last few months, there's been a renewal of mass shootings in schools, marketplaces, churches. Incredibly. Uh, And I say renewal because tragically, uh, those kinds of occurrences aren't, aren't novel uh, this isn't a, a new phenomenon. Mm-hmm. Um, it sort of litters um, the history of my life, or at least as I've been old enough to remember some of these yeah. things. Uh, so just to get us started, uh, maybe you could lead us in praying uh, for all who have been affected by uh, the recent run of evil uh, in our country. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Not, let me do that. Uh, God, we come to you just in many ways reeling from um, all that we've seen recently, and um, as Brian said, you know, this last few years, and, and even before that, just God, some of the um, the evil we see, um, the way it breaks lives, and, and mm. just makes um, makes life difficult, makes makes life hard um, for all, everyone. Um, God, we see sin um, so um, on display um, before you. Um, God, it makes me um, want to, to go to the Psalms to, to, to pray with, with David. Um, I lift up my eyes to the hills from where does my help come? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He will not let your foot be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade on your right hand. The sun shall not strike you by day nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all evil. He will keep your life. The Lord will keep your going out and your coming in from this time forth and forevermore. God, we are wholly dependent on you. Hmm. Um, now the world sees problems that they think they can fix with uh, psychology and with 
um, good economics and good government, and, and we see um, in Scripture a, a worldview that's completely different, that sees sin mm-hmm. um, as a real thing that has to be addressed in the human heart. Um, so God, we do, we do um, pray that you would, in your spirit, um, show mercy and um, save souls, God. Mm-hmm. Um, that is the, the, the true answer to, to much of this um, sin that we see. Um, and God, we do pray for those who have you know, lost loved ones, um, that you would comfort, um, that you would surround them with the church um, mm. as uh, the visible demonstration of, of your body at work. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks, brother. Um, off of that, why might prayer always be the best place to start uh, when things like this occur? Sure. I, I mean, I, I think the, the main thing is that we are not in control. We have a very small bandwidth of, of actual control of our own lives, um, and even less when it comes to the mass of people that's just in this country and then in the world. Um, and ultimately, God is in control of all of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so as we you know recognize our own childishness our own dependence ultimately we look to a father who is completely in control and does what is best for um, his creation and his people Mm -hmm. yeah Uh, one of the reasons that I uh, asked this question is because uh, as I've been on social media um, and just hearing people seeing people their responses to these things, even Christians, uh, there is a great degree of anger, uh, and, and uh, mm-hmm. even even sort of a um, a vitriolic response to Christianity on the whole, and maybe uh, the the quote unquote voting block of evangelicalism and sure. all this kind of thing. And uh, one one person in particular was saying, if anyone says thoughts and prayers mm-hmm. like I'm going to lose my mind right in other words this person is wanting action right right from Christians from the church from whatever and uh, in in their mind to offer prayer in these kind of circumstances is non-activity yeah uh, it is pointless it doesn't change anything uh, this kind of thing. And, and in so, some ways I kind of feel for it. I mean, I think, you know, Ezekiel yeah. talking to <laughs> Israel would be very inclined to be you know, similar. Isaiah, basically, you know, you offer me these sacrifices, yeah. but you don't do the real works of justice. And so there's a real component where um, yeah. Christians can think that, you know, it, 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 I, I feel powerless. I'll offer prayer as the only thing I can do and go no further. And, and for some, prayer is, is the right thing. It's the only thing they can do. Right. For others, they do need to move beyond prayer to doing something, whether that's, you know, in their own home um, or whether that's, you know, serving the community in some way that's going to address the problem. Mm-hmm. Um, but even if you're going to go to action, if you've skipped over prayer, ultimately you're putting then trust in your own ability and in our, our human wisdom to address this problem. Which again, it's a sin problem ultimately, and we cannot address the sin problem on our own. Right. 
So it doesn't matter. I mean, obviously, it is it is wonderful to be able, insofar as we can, to put um, righteousness to practice mm-hmm. in obviously in the church, but also in the culture surrounding the church. Yeah. And at the same time, as Christians, we're understanding that what is most essential is there needs to be a heart renovation Correct. in individual people. Mm-hmm. Um, and and even for the things that we seek to, when we seek to do justice and these kinds of things, like the effectiveness of those things right. is completely out of our hands. Yes, uh, it absolutely. belongs to the Lord. And so we have to be able to understand that aspect of it. Yes, we do need to act. Yes, we do need to respond. Yes, we do need to work for justice and these kinds of things. And at the same time, yes, we must commit our cause mm-hmm. and the cause of righteousness to the righteous one mm-hmm. uh, who has uh, the power and the bandwidth, the control, yeah. the sovereignty uh, to to pull it off for his glory. Yeah. And, and I think, too, there are some people, there are some Christians who you know, they really can't do much of anything else other than pray. Mm-hmm. And so when we say, oh, well, if you're just going to leave it there, then you are a poor Christian or something, you know, whatever. Um, I think we're we're running the, the risk of being uncharitable towards, you know, the whole, the whole body of Christ there. Sure. So at any rate, uh, I do think that prayer is the best place to start. Uh, absolutely. Uh, when things like this uh, occur, Yep. Again, you, you see throughout Scripture uh, that is in any time some kind of uh, tragedy takes place. What is it? It's it's prayer and lamentation. How long, O oh Lord? And these kinds of things. So I think that's yep. purposeful. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so in addition to prayer, then how might a Christian or church further engage in doing justice along these lines? Uh, any biblical passage that may apply. Uh, in this vein of doing justice in addition to prayer. Yeah, I mean, there, there's so many <laughs> different passages coming from different angles into this particular problem. Um, obviously, there is, you know, passages like, you know, what does your God require of you except to do justice and, you know, walk humbly. Micah 6, 8. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but also we have things like Romans 13, which both focuses on mm-hmm. obeying our government and those leaders that are appointed of, uh, over us, as yeah. well as loving everyone around us, like demonstrating real love and submission to other people. Mm-hmm. Um, walking that out has some serious implications for how this looks. Mm-hmm. And then I think of just First Peter 2, you know, we're called to be a holy people. Um, we're called to holy living, um, which is going to put to silence a lot of the condemnation of Christians, if we actually back up what we teach and what we say with actual holy living. Yeah. If I can um, pause you on that one. Oh yeah, go ahead. Um, so, so this is something that I was thinking about just this morning. In fact, second Timothy two, two, uh, where, where Paul's uh, calling us to live quiet and peaceable lives. Absolutely. Uh, and at the same time, it's, we want to be like when, when somebody uh, yeah. accosts us for, you know, being for, for our speech and for our actions, mm-hmm. It, it should be for our proclamation of Christ, not because we have political opinions that are, you know, controversial or because we want our own way or, or, or whatever. Let's be condemned for our Christian walk and practice mm-hmm. instead of other things that <laughs> are yeah. idiosyncratic or whatever. Right. I think typically, though, we think when we think of like doing justice, we think of like picketing and all these kinds of things, Absolutely. things that are very loud and brash and in your face. Which are, are really no different kind of than the whole let's pray first or only mm-hmm. and not, I mean... Those aren't those aren't really the kind of they are really more self-serving actions mm-hmm. in many ways. I don't want to you know 
denigrate. I mean, some, some people, that's what they need mm-hmm. to do. But a lot of the time, it's just, I, I want to, you know, I'm doing the right thing. Look at me. I'm doing well. Making a statement. And making a statement. And they're not really yeah. even, I mean, they, they would ostensibly say, you know, yes, I care for those affected. But they're getting way more benefit out of it personally. It's the same as, you know, the, 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 um, the, the proud man at the altar basically saying, you know, look at me. Aren't I, you know, this really mm-hmm. good God follower and this yeah. person over here is, you know, I'm glad I'm not him. Yep. And often it turns into that, unfortunately. It does. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I think, uh, again, uh, we want to be able to make a statement. Well, I'll put it this way. Uh, I think with those kinds of things, we often want just like a quick injection. We think like if we just do something really bold right. in a moment, that is going to shift the entire historical landscape mm-hmm. <laughs> and flow of of sin and the fallen creation and all this kind of stuff. And it's right. like, mm, it may make a dent, but like if you're wanting long-term uh, again, spiritual renewal, renovation, mm-hmm. working through a, a person, a people, a land. Uh, it's going to be it take way more than just a, an injection of yeah, intensity takes, for yeah, justice. It takes to go there for baptize them in the name. <laughs> well, we're going to, yeah, and that's what we're going to go there as well. Um, but it's also just uh, we need to have consistently Christian lives. Mm, I mean, I think, again, the, 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 the noble, peaceable, quiet life of the Christian is not an inactive life. Correct. Like we are making a statement very loudly by living that kind of life. And when That's we actually correct. join into the ah, 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 and all this kind of stuff, we can run the risk of just kind of fitting into the mold of the world. Mm-hmm. That's how the world operates. And yeah. we're called to operate a little bit differently. Yeah. Um, and so... I think often we think of it as... We can think of it as we're actually, you know, trying to connect with the world. And maybe it's a little bit of like, uh, I'm increasing the reputation. Mm-hmm. But I think we fall into the trap of, rather than increasing the church's reputation, we're just no different than the world at that yeah. point. And, and so why, how are you different than, you know, me who is, you know, a political activist and spending all my time with a political party or, or, or whatever else? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And we see this in ministry as well. Like we adopt worldly practices mm-hmm. in order to engage in gospel ministry. Right. Well, the Christian can do the same thing when engaging the world. We, we think mm. we need to engage these kinds of things, tragedies, just awful things. But then we have to engage them with the world's kind of weaponry in order to be effective. Yeah. I think a big part of it is, you know, whether we're individuals or we consider ourselves united with the church as well. If we're individuals, you get right into this whole, you know, I am no different than these other people who, you know, they're supporting their causes, they're, you know, whatever else. And I'm doing the same. I'm just doing it from a Christian perspective. Whereas we've kind of detached ourselves from the global message of the local body and the global body of Christ. Which is where we're we're driving in that direction here. Um, The only other few things that I would throw out there, again, Matthew 5, salt and light kind of thing. Uh, Luke chapter 6, where we're called to, to bless our those who curse us, pray for those who persecute us and all these kinds of things. 
need to come into the Christian uh, mentality as we're uh, seeking to do justice in the world. Uh, Jeremiah 29, 7 is another one where, again, uh-huh. not, not directly about the church, but about his people who are in uh, exile there to, to exist for the welfare of the city. Not just right. not just Jerusalem, but there again, they're in exile. They're, it's for the peoples around them. And so, again, you bring that forward in the New Testament, there's a sense in which we should exist for the well-being of the, of the culture and the community around us. Absolutely. So we should have desires for, for justice and righteousness to prevail uh, in our communities. <clears throat> but as you said... Matthew 28, Great Commission, yep. Romans 10, someone's got to go and preach the gospel. Mm-hmm. Like ultimately in doing justice, we're wanting to preach grace. Yep. Uh, we're wanting to preach Christ and see well, people. Before converted. you get there, and then you have to, at base at this level, you have to say, you know, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory yep. of God. We have to recognize the sin component in this because the world is have basically to. psychologizing this. This is, you know, what kind of mental illness is yep. bringing this in? What That's kind right. of isolation from, you know, the, the society at large is leading to this? Mm-hmm. What kind of economics? What can we do to, you know, perfect yeah. our world um, apart from any, any acknowledgement that at root there's a mm-hmm. there's an actual sin problem here and you can mm-hmm. have the most you can have everything be perfect and still have somebody dealing with sin and potentially still have these kind of issues right well, i think in some if you if you take up all of those passages again and i can and sort of at this point i, I want to sympathize empathize with uh, the person that i was mentioning earlier um on on social media channels and stuff like this but at the end of the day christians have to be more than a voting block yeah absolutely the bible calls us to be much, much more <laughs> than, than, you know, influential with a vote. Uh, so, again, uh, we're called to be Christ people in yep. the world. No, absolutely. So you were leading us in this direction here. Is there any distinction to make between the Christian individual mm. mm-hmm. and the Christian assembly, the church, local mm-hmm. church, and how we respond? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, individual Christians are going to have Christian liberty in a lot of things. And a lot of these issues like, can I own a handgun? Can I own an AR-15? You know, can I? Yeah. These, these things are, are Christian liberty. It doesn't speak about them. And we can have different reasons why we think this is either good or bad for me to possess. Yeah. Um, when it comes to the church, the church has a, a message. And we don't necessarily have Christian liberty to like state our opinion and everybody has to follow it there's not that same conscience element the church has to proclaim the gospel Mm -hmm. and insofar as that if if churches are making these sweeping proclamations everybody should you know hand in their weapon they've kind of lost the plot they're they're there to preach the gospel Mm -hmm. and insofar as they get into those political battles on conscience issues Mm -hmm. they kind of run afoul of of missing the mission right so like if a church embraces uh you know harsher penalties on owning gun, like all absolutely gun control whatever side of that the political spectrum that you're on if a church comes and says we're going to take this one side well what if you have other members of that church who are on the other side of that spectrum sure right well then you've you have unduly placed a burden on top of someone's conscience. The kingdom we talked yeah. about for, mm-hmm. for for secondary issues yep. Yeah, Yeah, that's right. And and so I think to what you were saying, again, you have to keep the main thing, the main thing in the church. You Mm -hmm. can't, you can't, even those things are are real and prominent in our culture. And it's, it's good to have, you know, just our, our, our our persuasions and and convictions even on those kinds of things. At the end of the day, when we come into the church, it's about the proclamation of the gospel of Christ. And and that's not to say we can't teach. Like if there are real things that apply, teach them. Um, Mm -hmm. Hopefully we're doing that 
<laughs> expositorially. Like we're we're yeah, going, right. uh, we're we're dealing with scripture as it comes, and it's not yeah. just um, this is the topic du jour. So I'm going to address it in the way that I think scripture is talking about it. But mm-hmm. I mean, absolutely, as scripture, like we've already discussed, as it comes to bear, we can definitely bring those things to bear on yep. real world problems. Right. Yeah. The other, and the thing, just to go with this again, is like. The Christian as an individual is just an individual. Correct. There's a sense in which you are an individual human being, Mm -hmm. an individual follower of Christ. And yet, as a Christian, you're part of a body. Your identity is in Christ. Mm -hmm. And that means part of a body. Yeah, you you are indivisible from from that body. And so, again, when you gather with the church, you're having to remember, you have to keep in the back of your mind... Uh, that, yeah, you may have an issue of conscience on this, but then you have all these other people that you have to consider as well. They come into the consideration of how you present yourself, what you talk about, what you emphasize, and all these kinds of things. And that is the hard work of self-sacrifice, but it is the cross that Christ has called us to bear. It's another area where it could mean, you know, you have to submit, even though you know, like, a pastor or a deacon or, you know, somebody, the general church has an opinion different than yours. This is not a, uh, I just can't worship with these people. It's not that kind of thing. Right. Okay. Well, so far, uh, we're a ways away from the places where these tragedies occurred. Mm-hmm. And, and yet we have people in our church who have, of course, felt the ripples. We have teachers and whatnot. So sure, talking absolutely. about school shootings and, and some even more acutely than others. Uh, any words on priority actions in pastoring people who are hurt, they're mad, they're perplexed, uh, not knowing how to think about it, and perhaps coming to different conclusions than others in the same body of Christ. So just in, in, with regards to pastoring those folks. I mean, I think because of where we are in our world, um, the the prevalent worldview of, you know, I deserve happiness. I deserve security, safety. Um, we have to address those things, essentially idols. These, these are things that we've put in place of God himself and we need to bring Mm -hmm. their identity more in line with, with Christ himself. Um, and the call to you know sacrifice that we we don't have guaranteed safety security uh, even happiness yeah we can long for it we can desire it and god yeah. wants good things for us but it, when we raise it to the level of an idol that you know uh, the the common slogan you know something like you know i deserve you know this kind of thing i, I deserve happiness i, I deserve or, or or it's i deserve to be able to go out safely and never experience is like that's not reality, even even apart from right. <laughs> Christian teaching, it's just and we're about to address worldview. Yeah, how yeah, it, yeah. How it applies, but uh, I mean, but ultimately, I think a lot of pastoral counseling is going to end up yeah. being worldview. It's going to be bringing yep. Christ into the mix. Mm-hmm. Um, it can't just be you know, hey, you'll be happier if you find the perfect school system, or yeah. you know, you you know, we armed teachers or, or you, you know, take your kids and, and do them from home, you know, do all the education from home. So they're not in the schools. You know, there's a lot of things we could propose, but if we miss that, you know, Christ needs to actually be first and that needs to be what you're focused on. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to miss a lot. Um, I think it's going to, there's going to be components. I mean, especially as this, this brings like depression on, um, we're going to have to deal with, you know, whether people are trying to deal with that spiritual depression, Mm -hmm. um, with medicine when they really need to deal with it with scripture, um, and deal with it with prayer and community and, and and these kind of things. Um, so that's an important element I think we need to pay attention to as well. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Uh, some of the things that I would add there is just that um, we need to listen well to yeah. people. Um, a lot of times we want to just sort of blah, like vomit our, our knowledge Opinion and stuff and, into, into those things. And we just want to listen well to people. Uh, we want to pray. Again, back to prayer. We want to pray a lot with people. We want to grieve. I think there are a lot of people who... Um, that we're supposed to be always joyful and that's just not... Yeah. Yeah, it's not Christian reality. It's not... Right. Uh, the Bible is full of lamentation. I mean, good grief. I'm reading through the Psalms right now. And, um, I mean, how long? How long? It's just constantly, how long, how yeah. long? So filled with lamentation. But we want to grieve with hope. So we always want to keep the gospel... Front and center, as you mentioned, yep. uh, with with their hearts, uh, we want them to grieve with hope. Uh, we want to be able to hold the lines again of doing justice, but doing justice graciously. Have your speech seasoned with salt, even on social media. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, um, again, especially we, on social media. Yes, right. Uh, we want to emphasize, of course, Jesus and uh, the bond that we share uh, in His blood. We want to try to get to a place where we can agree in the Lord, even if we disagree. We agree, uh, right in the Lord. And so, um, we're working hard to, to build that kind of, uh, mentality in the church and then driving into the worldview issue. We want to help souls to think through tragedy from a biblical worldview. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so briefly, very briefly here, how does the Bible address such tragedies? Why is a biblical worldview critical to handling these matters faithfully? What is a faithful response to these things? Yeah. I mean, we've, We've dealt with it already in many ways. Um, sin as a core part of the problem is—it's mm-hmm. not just outside effects that are causing right. this. Is not a there's an inside component to this um, that we have to pay attention to. Mm-hmm. Um, a, a worldview of valuing children, um, of mm-hmm. actually parenting um, those things mm-hmm. as you know stewardship to Christ, to yeah. God the Father Himself. Um, I think are going to be important elements to that as we deal with Christian worldview. Um, and then actually loving our neighbors. So, I mean, there are going to be people who, you know, they, they're going to want to, you know, defend their family. And so they have a particular, you know, understanding, but that means maybe they need to be um, applying that wisely. They need to be actually mm-hmm. loving people in a way that, requires something of themselves mm-hmm. um, more than just it's my right. Um, mm-hmm. So I think this whole Christian worldview of submission to those of uh, in the, the local body first um, and loving them uh, plays a part. It cannot, the, the answer to this situation cannot just be my rights, whether that's my right to safety or my right to, you know, have mm-hmm. firearms or, or whatever other thing it is. Um, mm-hmm. When we can't make it about our rights. Ultimately, our rights end at the cross. Hmm. And actually, going, if I can go back to, to your point about sin, um, I think one of the reasons, I think maybe one of the reasons, uh, that these the kinds of things are so shocking to us is that we have bought hook, line, and sinker into the basic goodness of people. Well, I mean, It makes no sense. Sure. Like the reality around us makes no sense in light of what we have been taught, yeah. you know, <laughs> the humanism, now, everything would be this perfect. Kind of stuff. And yeah. we would be perfect. If, if self-esteem <laughs> yeah. would be at the top, that's yeah. just the, the peak thing. Right. If everything yeah. was just right about the conditions of our life. And right. ultimately, yeah. That ain't the and, case. and the Bible's coming and saying, no sin is, is a, 
god awful yeah. a devastating thing. blindness yeah yeah and so and, and even to the point of which we can expect awful wickedness and evil yeah and these kinds of things and then praise god that he is yet sovereign and in control mm-hmm. uh, of all of them you think of uh, job chapter one uh, mm-hmm. where his children right are taken away and that's what he says he yes. says you, you've given them you've taken them away blessed be the, the name, name of the lord, the lord. yeah you know now That's he goes. Hard. Oh, he go and he goes on in the in the next chapters to lament and just like even before really his body begins to fall apart. Just over this, right. he expresses a great deal of just uh, soulful perplexity, lamentation, grief, these kinds of things, and you can just feel it with him. But uh, but at the same time, it's balanced with the Lord is sovereign and in control and. Uh, and so Job has that biblical worldview there. Lamentations three mm. is another place that I've I've been sitting since all these things yeah. happened. And um, again, if you're unfamiliar with lamentations, uh, bad things are happening, awful wickedness, tragedies. Uh, I mean, just really, really gross evil taking place yeah. all around. All in the uh, context the writer. of God's spirit, sort mm-hmm. of. Picking up shop and saying you, yeah. you've sinned too much. You've you've gone a little bit too. You've gone too not not a little bit. You've gone too far. Which and it is a divine response ultimately to Absolutely. the sin of the people. Right. We have to keep that in in yep. view there. But he says here in Lamentations three. <clears throat> Remember my affliction and my wanderings, the wormwood and the gall. My soul continually remembers it and is bowed down within me. But this I call to mind. It's at the very heart of this book of Lamentations. Mm. And therefore I have hope. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. Even with all of this grievous stuff going on around me. Wormwood and bitterness. Yeah. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore I will hope in him. The Lord is good to those who wait for him to the soul who seeks him and so on and so yeah, forth. Absolutely. I'd encourage people to go there. That's Lamentations 3 beginning in verse 19. Um, <clears throat> Luke 13 is another place that uh, is really hard uh, to, to preach. I think it's Luke 13 uh, where you've had the uh, Pilate has slain some of the folks mm-hmm. and where the, uh, the the tower of Siloam had fallen on some, some people right, and the disciples were yeah. trying to figure out how do we... Makes sense of this kind of. (laughs) How do we make sense of this? And Jesus looks to them and says, "Unless you, I mean, just think about this. These awful tragedies have happened, and he doesn't go. Listen, let's just let's take a a deep breath here, and let's try to hash this out. And you know, uh, you know, it's all going to be okay in the end. Uh, He goes, unless you repent, you will likewise perish." Mm That is a what? That's a what moment yeah. in it's, the Bible. It's not the world's like, this is yeah. a loving response. It's, mm-hmm. a, it's different. Yeah. And Jesus is seeing that there are a variety of ways that we exit this world. The main problem is sin. Mm-hmm. And we all need to repent. Yeah. These, these things happen and they call us to repentance yeah. so that we don't perish <laughs> yeah. just like you know, uh, folks all around us. And so that one is definitely one to sit on mm-hmm. and just 
ponder yeah. for a minute. Like the the Son of God understands reality at its best, at its deepest, at its most real. Yeah. And he's making it plain to you there in, in Luke 13. Finally, as we always try to conclude these kinds of episodes of <laughs> Revelation 21, yeah, where it's not going to last forever. This kind of evil wickedness, like it is going yeah. to get taken care of. There Jesus has been crucified. He's been raised from the dead. He's ascended. He's seated upon the throne of God. And he is going to return and, mm. and bring everything to a, to a glorious consummation. Absolutely. And there's going to be a new creation where there is no more pain, uh, crying, tears, and so forth. Anything else, brother, on that? No, I think that, that about wraps it up. All right. Appreciate it. <laughs>